Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rebuild You podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Vasquez, and as a coach, a communicator, and content creator, each week I'll be here to help you rebuild and restore your life, your family, and your business so that you can get back to living your purpose. Through messages and guests, I look forward to becoming your number one podcast, helping you create and rebuild the things that you love. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rebuild You podcast. I am so excited to have a wonderful guest today that is going to basically help us with women's health and just give us some knowledge on pelvic health. So I have with us today, Dr. Betty DeLass. She is a mom, a wife, an entrepreneur. She owns her own business called Reborn Pelvic Health and Wellness. So I am so excited to have you with us today, Dr. Betty. Having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So I always like to start, well, usually like to start with um, you telling us a little bit about yourself and how you became a pelvic doctor or what your official title is. Um, I think it's always great for our audience, our listeners to get to know um, the guest and, you know, just build a relationship with you. So tell us a little bit about you. Absolutely. So my name is Betty DeLass and um, I am married and have two little girls and two dogs, like you have mentioned. And then um, I'm also a physical therapist. And so I graduated from the University of Wisconsin-Madison in 2012 from PT school. I went on my little PT journey. And um, through that, I decided, you know, I really like working with women and I like working with women to help, you know, all sorts of different things. And so that led me down a road into pelvic health. And so I took my first courses in pelvic health with Herman and Wallace and um, just felt absolutely head over heels in love with like treating that part of the body and treating women to help them restore and rebuild and just become like complete in, in their process after childbirth. And so I just, I just am so passionate about it. And I think that so many people don't know it exists. And so I'm so honored to be here to just like let people know this exists and that there's help for some of these things. So that's kind of it in like a little nutshell of like, why I do what I do and I love what I do. And I think every woman is, should be entitled to pelvic health, um, treatment and support, especially postpartum, um, and prevention is huge. Mm-hmm. So huge. So, yeah, yeah, this is wonderful. Uh, when I first saw, I love these business groups that we are a part of and we get to meet you know, other women and boss moms and just, entre- and, and we're specifically too, like in a Christian entrepreneurs group. Uh, so I love, um, being collaborating and being with like-minded women. Um, and we're just like here to help each other out and empower each other. Um, so I love that. And I love your passion for this. And this is something that I knew. I, I, I knew that I, I myself had pelvic issues. Like I have five kids and didn't really think like, Oh, just the fact that I had five kids will, you know, will cause some of these things, but never really thought about it until now that I'm older and I'm saying, 
I'm starting to question things like, is this normal? Is this normal? And then going to, I can't be the only one. And then, you know, so, and then hearing little things here and there and talking about it with the other women in my family, my girls and, um, you know, my sisters and even my sisters and I were saying, we love that we can like speak about this now because back then, you know, I don't know if you experienced this growing up, moms weren't really into talking about like women parts and their bodies and like embracing it and being open and vocal. Right. Did you grow up like that? Yeah. I mean, some, some of it was said, some of it wasn't. Um, but yeah, it's just, everyone has a different upbringing and especially sometimes I feel like in the Christian world, there's a lot of taboo on it or like, we don't talk about this or like, maybe you should talk to a counselor about this. We shouldn't talk about this here. Like there's so many barriers. And, um, I really just hope that we can break down some of those barriers today of like this, like some of these things are not normal. Yes, they're common, Mm -hmm. but not normal. And there's help for that. And there's women out there who want to help you get some of this stuff restored and rebuilt and, um, make you, make you the person that you're supposed to be and help you get there. Um, and so, yeah. 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 And I love how you use the term to help women be whole again, because there is that, like, there's a, a feeling of like, something's not right. Something feels weird or just like, I'm uncomfortable or like so many things. So we're going to dive into all of that stuff. Right. So let's just start with what is pelvic health? What is like, what is it all about? Yeah. So obviously that's a really huge term. So I'll talk more specifically about pelvic floor physical therapy, um, since that's kind of my niche. So pelvic health in general is a, a big term that we talk about with like, okay, when someone comes in to see me, I ask about all the questions of like pooping and peeing and sex and childbirth and all of those things that no one else wants to talk about is like, oh, that's just normal. You had five kids or that's just normal. Have a glass of wine before you have sex. Like, no, 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 this is not okay. Right. So, um, so I help restore some of those things in the sense of like, okay, if you're leaking urine when you're jumping on a trampoline, mm-hmm. like we can work on breath management and release restrictions. And do you have pain um, with intercourse from some scar tissue from tearing or C-section mm-hmm. scar? Do you get low back pain when you're giving baths to your mm-hmm. kids and bent over or when you go to lift something heavy and you're out of commission for a little bit? Or you go to work out and you're just like, ugh, mm-hmm. I, like my back pain's back or I leaked when I did some double over unders during CrossFit or, you know, like the list goes on, like all of those things, pelvic floor therapists help with. And we have a whole slew of a tool set to help with that, including manual therapy, biofeedback, education, exercise, um, mobilization, myofascial release, crest and cup. Like I could just go on and on and on. There's a million tools that we can do to help, um, restore that function so that you don't have to be embarrassed to go jump on the trampoline with your kids. And you don't have to be like, uh, not tonight, honey. Like I got some pain. Like, and then that that's probably where my biggest passion is because as Christians, like sex is an intimate part of our relationship. And, um, staying Christ-centered and restoring our marriage and, like, having that be, like, mm. our biggest, our biggest, um, 
outlook on the world to everyone else. Like our example of our marriage is a, is a reflection of our relationship with Jesus. And so if we can make sure that like those things are as solid as they can be, mm-hmm. then maybe our divorce rate doesn't go down. Maybe we can have these conversations and talk with each other of like, Oh, this is a normal, Oh, go see my pelvic floor therapist. She helped me so that like I can have pain-free sex now. And mm-hmm. you know, like just yeah. some of that stuff is yet we just need to talk about it and we need to know like, Oh, there's something we can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so true. Um, I, you know, you're saying this and I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I think there is a lot of embarrassment that women feel with even Mm -hmm. having the conversation, the thought of like, you know, having an open conversation about, Oh, I leak or I, you know, I can't, I joke with my kids, you know, and I'll say, you know, like, maybe I'll start getting diapers. I'm getting older now. And like (laughs) my grandson, and it is, it's almost embarrassing to talk about this, but my grandson got this big, you know, bouncy house for his birthday. And it's, (laughs) you know, and I'm like the kid, but in the other version, like I'm like the older lady looking at this bouncy house, like, oh my goodness, like, hold on, let me empty the bladder and let me not drink an ounce of water before going in that thing. (laughs) And and actually, let me do this a few hours before just to be sure, sure, you know? And it's, it's crazy, you know, like the kids look at it and they're like, oh my gosh, this thing is so massive and it's a little scary. And I don't know, but you know, we look at it and we're like, oh, so this is where, you know, if you're asking, I would say like for women, like, would you agree? Like if you're kind of having those concerns and those questions or those moments even where you can't really enjoy your family like a hundred percent because of those fears, like you should go see someone. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And this is the thing too, is our medical system is so, um, it's so hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. And so when you go to your doctor or you go to your OB or your midwife or whoever you're going to see and you say, Oh, I have these issues. They're going to be like, okay, well it'll get better. Or I don't really have anything to do for that. Or here's a medication or you could do surgery, but I don't think you're there yet. A lot of our own professionals in the medical system don't even know we exist either. Right. And so more, more so from this standpoint of like, I want to empower everyone who's listening to this. If you do have, you know, issues with any of this stuff or you're questioning it, like you should advocate for yourself. If all 50 States anyway, have direct access to physical therapy. Mm -hmm. So you can go see a physical therapist without a referral. Mm -hmm. However, there are some limitations with insurance and whatnot, things like that, where you might need a referral, Mm -hmm. but really literally you could go in and say, Hey doc, I need a referral to pelvic floor physical therapy. Mm -hmm. I heard that they could help with this, this, and this, can you write me this? Mm -hmm. And nine, you know, 10 out of 10 times, most likely those providers will do that for you because they want, they want what's best for you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of times you have to advocate for yourself to say, this is specifically what I want. And then you have to do your research to find, okay, where's someone who actually does this kind of work and are they close to me? Is there someone, um, that someone else has done Mm -hmm. before that I know that I can go to them. Mm -hmm. Um, so you just really have to do a little bit of research and advocate for yourself. Yes. Cause even I talk to other PTs and P- they don't even know what we do as public floor mm-hmm. therapists. They're like, okay, you do a bunch of Kegels, right? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, did not, I did not get my doctorate in therapy to, 
to prescribe Kegels. Yes. And second of all, most people don't need to do Kegels at all. Right. The pelvic floor is so much more complex than that. It holds all the organs. It releases and eliminates fluids and, and matter. And we carry babies on top of it. Yeah. And there's a whole list of things that we do yeah. with our pelvic floor. And so it's way more complicated than Kegels. Yeah. I just wanted to. I was going to say, I, that's all I've ever heard is like, just do Kegels. Yeah. It'll, it'll just solve everything. That is probably the worst advice someone could do from a pelvic floor therapist perspective of like, stop doing Kegels. <laughs> you could be making it worse. <laughs> wow. That is so good to hear. Cause I mean, I kid you not. I think that that's the only thing that I've ever heard spoken of. Really right. The only right. thing. Um, and you know, sometimes I find too, that some doctors, and like you said, I think our doctors in general, they became doctors because they want to help. Right. And they do uh, want the best. Then I think that there's this flip side of maybe doctors who kind of um, become like, I know what's going on and I know what's what's wrong with you. And there's a hesitation um, of like, oh, you don't need a pelvic anything, you know, you just need to do this or you don't, you know, or or the doctors that are just like, I have medication for everything, you know. Yep. Yep. So this is definitely a more holistic viewpoint of like, how can we heal from the inside out and how can we get you better aware of your body and your, just your anatomy and like how things work so that you can use your body to your own advantage and just gain control over those things that are fearful or are causing issues in somewhere in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. What would you say are the top three, if you could pick three, but what are like the top three, obviously every situation is um, different. Everybody is different. Yep. Um, Body is different. Yeah. But are there three kind of, um, remedies or exercises or solutions that you kind of tend to go to like? Yeah. So I always, always, always start people with breath work. So a lot of us don't know how to breathe. I mean, yes, we're doing it, but we don't actually know how to breathe the correct way that helps facilitate good pelvic floor mobility, down-regulating the nervous system, tapping into that parasympathetic system um, via the vagus nerve. And so we, I just really, I place my hands on people. I get them to move through their rib cage, expand 360 degrees instead of just into their belly or into their chest. And so that is the number one thing that I work first on everyone because Mm -hmm very few people actually have that down pretty pat. And so sometimes it's just literally my hands on their ribs and then all of a sudden they have it. So then we move on. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is absolutely the number one thing I start with of looking at, okay, how do they breathe? Okay. And how does that, how do you, when you say you put your hand on their rib cage, are you kind of putting your hand on both sides of their rib cage, each side? Yeah. Both hands under, underneath, um, the lower, lower edge of the rib cage wrapping around into the back. Mm-hmm. And so two hands yep, like this, I'm trying to show yeah, like around the camera, yeah, like but you guys C. won't see that. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So <laughs> like if you were to grab, almost like if you were going to grab a kid up yes. for picking them up, you would wrap their hands around them, but not on their armpits down on the lower part of the ribs. So the same kind of motion, like you were going to go pick a little kid up, oh. but right around the rib cage. And I have them laying down, knees bent in a comfortable position, ask permission, of course, first, like, can I put my hands on you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we work on breathing into the hands. We can use different tactile cues, some rib springing, um, release fascial restrictions that are preventing them from moving, mm-hmm. manipulation of the thoracic spine to help get that moving better. I mean, 
I could just talk days about this. Yes. So <laughs> you can cut me off too if no, I'm like no, going no. deep here. Um, so that would be the number one thing I, I focus on people. And then just getting them aware of like, okay, how do I move my body? Mm-hmm. How do I move my pelvis? How do I move, you know, how do I get my glutes firing? How do I get to balance better? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of times, especially after pregnancy, um, our musculoskeletal system is, is kind of jacked up in a, in a mm-hmm. sense of like, mm-hmm we just did, did a lot of work there. We grew a human being and birthed it. So, um, there's some, there's some restoration that needs to happen. And so getting people in tune with that again, of like, where's my core, where are my glutes? How do I activate these things? How do I build a solid foundation Mm -hmm. so that when I go to move, I am moving in the most optimal way possible for Mm -hmm. my body. And so that I can then load continuously on that and progressively to get to the activity that I want to be able to do. Um, so those are the, I would say if I had to pick the top two things, those are two Mm -hmm. things that I definitely go over with everyone. And then just overall like education on the body of like what's going on, how is this going to help you? Where, what road are we taking to get there? And a lot, a lot of education. So that would be my third one is tons and tons of education. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I love that. So what, so we talked about birth, what would you say are maybe like the top three that cause pelvic floor issues? So childbirth, you, we've talked about definitely. Yep. Um, what What are two others that you would say maybe are? Uh, even heavy lifting can cause pelvic mm-hmm. floor issues if you're not breathing properly or loading too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be something that can cause issues. Um I mean, it really can vary from, I mean, you don't have to have babies to have pelvic floor issues. This Mm -hmm. is the thing. And even pelvic floor therapists specialize in men, women, Mm -hmm. pediatrics. Like Mm -hmm. there is way more to just like women's health pelvic floor. It's even transgender stuff is Mm -hmm. a thing now too. Like there's a niche market for that. There's a niche market for, um, prostectomies because that's a surgery around, you know, like there is so much to be done in many different areas for pelvic health. Sure. That, wow. That does. That sounds so vast. So would you say there is a need for more pelvic health? hundred percent. Yes. We need more of us. So if you're a, if you're a PT or a wannabe PT, like if you, any of this interests you, like get some education and find a mentor and like, let's, let's help all these pelvises out. Yeah. (laughs) I'll have to talk to my daughter. I don't know if I mentioned to you. So one of my girls, um, she is, she's just graduating. This is her last year of high school and she wants to be a doula, Mm -hmm. but we are talking about how, what can you partner up with being a doula um, to be able to really just strengthen and be more marketable, yeah. right? Um, and There's a she, couple that yeah. do both. They yeah. do both. They're doula. Well, it's amazing. She loves, when I say love, she loves women's health, like women's yeah. health and just helping women. And, you know, so yes. I am going to talk to her because she's kind of at the crossroad right now. I'll have to talk to her about she, that. She, if she wants to be a doula, this, I mean, this would be such a good like fit. She could do both. Yes. Like she could doula and she could also go to PT school and yeah. dive into women's health, pelvic floor stuff. And like, Oh man, that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah. So I'll have to talk to her. I'm excited. I'm really excited about that. I'll talk to her about that. Um, yeah. So that's, that is huge. There's so many, as you said, like there's so many areas, um, different types of pelvic issues uh-huh. and wow. Yeah. yeah. I've never thought of that. So share with us, um, a few stories or like people that you've helped that you feel like have been like just 
life-changing? How did you help them rebuild themselves? Yes. So I have three people that come to mind off the bat. I'll start with my youngest Mm -hmm. and then move on to my oldest. Mm -hmm. Um, So the youngest person that I've helped, um, well, she's not the youngest person I've helped, but one of the younger ones, um, she had never been able to insert a tampon. Mm -hmm. And so her pelvic floor was super upregulated, super tight, um, basically closing itself down in the sense of like, nothing can come, like nothing can come. And she couldn't have a pelvic exam at her OB to just get like a pap smear, had to go under anesthesia to do that. Like, I mean, talk about like 13 to to mid twenties of like, I can, I've never put a tampon in. That can be very, very emotionally traumatizing, Mm -hmm. stressful, you name it. Right. And so she got sent to me because she was still having issues. And one of the referring providers that I work with is like, Oh, you need to go see Betty. Like, I think she can help you with this. Mm -hmm. And so eight sessions with her and she came in on that eighth, actually she came in on our seventh session Mm -hmm. and was like, she had this smirk on her face. And I was like, what's going on? She's like, I wore a tampon all last week. <laughs> like no big deal. And I literally was jumping up and down ecstatic for her. Yeah. Like she, she had never been able to do that. And then yeah. she was like, that's a, that's part of being a woman. Like you have your period and you want to be able to put a tampon in, or if you want to wear a menstrual cup, or if you want to wear a pad, like that's your choice. And you should be able to make that choice and not, not be able to say, Oh, I can't do that. Or I'm fearful of doing that. Or I can't even fit it in there. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. I'm sure it, like just the thought of like, just hearing it, I'm like, I feel pain for her. Just, just the thought. I can't even imagine. It was absolutely incredible. And she like listened to every word I had to say. She worked on a lot of, a lot of other mental and emotional things too, and got back into working out and stretching and yoga. And like, I mean, she, from the time I started with it to the time she was done, she was almost a different person and just like her outlook on life. And like, it was so great. It was so joyful to see that too. Awesome. Oh, I'm sure that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then another patient. So she's probably, um, I think she's like late twenties, early thirties, somewhere in there. She came to me after two pretty traumatic births, um, lots of tearing grade Mm -hmm. three, multiple stitches. Couldn't even tell me how many stitches down there. Um, and her youngest is two years old and she came in, couldn't even sit, like could not sit down. She had to sit on her right butt cheek or left butt cheek or, you know, I can't sit hadn't had sex with her husband since the last child was born, like bad, right? Like we, okay, you're definitely in the right spot. We've got some things we can do here. I think it was about five sessions in with her and she's like, I can sit now and I don't have pain. Great. Awesome. awesome. About 10 sessions in, I was like, you can start thinking about like, you know, maybe having intercourse again. And she looked at me like a deer in the headlights. You said, what? (laughs) 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 Um, We're still, we're still working. Like she might be ready from it, from a physical standpoint, but she's still working on it from like an emotional (laughs) (laughs) side side of things too. So, um, yeah. So that's a, that's a work in progress one. And then eventually she'll be able to have sex again. She was also leaking urine as well because her pelvic floor was so tight and restricted yeah. from all that scar tissue. Sure. And so getting that to, to calm down and release, she's noticing less leaking. We're not quite there yet, but yeah. getting there. Yeah. So we're heading in that direction. She's a little bit, um, longer in the sense, like my other one, I could have been done at seven sessions with her, but right. we did eight cause she just wanted to make sure in case. And yeah. okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then, so we're, she'll probably be a little bit longer to get there fully. Um, and then the oldest person I've worked with was 92 
So she, and so this is the thing too, is like, it's never too early and it's never too late to work on some of this stuff. One, some of us just don't even know it exists. And two, like once we realize like, Oh, what do, what does a pelvic floor therapist actually do? Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, maybe I should do something about this. And so my 92 year old, she came into me kind of grumpy and just like, okay, I don't know why I'm here. My doctor said I should come here because I leak and I don't know what you're going to do for me. And she was just like really grumpy about it. I was like, okay, um, well, tell me your story. Tell me what's going on. And she was like, well, every time I stand up or get out of my bed or get off the chair, like I pee my pants and I pee my pants a lot. It used to just be like a little bit every once in a while, but now it's every time I do it. I'm peeing every time. He's like, I can't, I can't afford all these pads. Like I'm changing my pads every, you know, every time I stand up. Oh no! So, I mean, that's a a big deal, right? That's a big deal. And so again, eight sessions with her and she came in and she's like, I can't believe this. And I was like, "Uh Oh, she's going to give me an earful or something. She's like, I'm not leaking anymore. I don't know what you did, but I'm not leaking anymore. And I'm so glad my doctor sent me here. Like, I don't think I need therapy anymore. And it's like, okay, like, are you sure you don't want to do like one more in a month from now to make sure? And she's like, no, I like, I'm good. This is amazing. I'm going to send all my friends. (laughs) She's like, I told my sister. And she was one of those people who was like, no one knows about this except for my doctor. She's like, I told my sister. I told my friend. I told like, so she was like, because her life was changed so much. She was like, I need to tell everyone about this. But she came in total skeptical of like, how is this going to help me? Like I'm 92. Like, Right. Yeah, of course. Oh my goodness. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. I, I I mean, it really truly is life changing. I think people don't, it's kind of like the older, probably a lot of your patients, like you don't know what you don't know and you, and you, you know, yeah. And it's like, and then when you realize like, wait, there's a solution to this. Um, it's so exciting that you have to tell everyone. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel just in general. So when you invited me on this podcast, I was like, Oh, I can tell more people about this. This is so great. And like, honestly, like you really need to go see someone in person and like doing an online, like Kegel program is not, is not the way to go. And, you know, and also too, is so many people call themselves like postpartum pelvic floor, like, and which is all great. We need people who do all different sorts of, of work in this. Yeah. However, if you really want a true assessment, yeah. you need someone who actually does an internal pelvic floor exam on you yeah. to say, okay, this is where it's restricted. You're weak, yeah. you're tight, you're whatever. Yeah. So that you can figure out why the yeah. actual why of it versus just blindly saying do Kegels or yeah. I'll work on your core stabilization yeah. or I'll work on your back. Like yeah. we, we, you truly need an, an internal exam and right. your OB is not going to do that. Okay. Your midwife's not going to do that. Right. They're looking at internal organs from a medical standpoint. Right. And then we look at muscles, yes. neuromuscular function, contract, relax, coordination, trigger yeah. points, scar tissue, yeah. all the muscle side of things. Yeah. So that's good to know. I'm so glad you brought that up. So, cause I'm sure yeah. people would also look at physical therapy and think, Oh, okay. You're going to make me do squats. You're probably going to make me hold weights like on my hips or something. And you know, so, so there is an actual, someone who's doing it right there is an actual internal exam, almost like if you were going to your OBGYN and having like a pap or something, but this Very is, okay, yep. good. There's just no stirrups and no speculum. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> and that 
I could use some people's fears too. It's just, it's just a gloved, gloved hand with some lube. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. That's good to know. And I think too, um, you know, sometimes it's kind of like, I don't know if women feel like this, the thought, but it could be something like, you know, men don't want to go and like get their prostates checked. Cause it's like, no, that's right. just way too weird. Obviously women, it's different in the sense that we just have stuff done to us <laughs> between the right. having babies and the pap smears and all of that stuff. Um, and it's like, Hey, this is just one more thing. Why not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's, I, can, yeah. I, I just see that it's so empowering for women, even if it's just a one-time visit to yes. like say, okay, how is my pelvic floor? Do I know how to contract? Do I know how to relax? Does everything function the way it should? Okay, right. cool. Great. Awesome. Yeah. Then you know, yeah. you know, and that's the thing that I think when you realize how life-changing it is, because I remember when I spoke to you and I said, I think I need to find someone. I said, like, I'm like, is it normal to feel like you have a fat five pound weight just sitting on your pelvic floor all like almost all the time? <laughs> yeah, And that was like one of the things that, you know, kind of just sparked this whole thing where I said, you know, I want women to be educated. And because I, yeah. I realized I, I didn't know my entire life. I had endometriosis until I had a hysterectomy. And they're like, oh, you have, you know, endometriosis and anomyosis. And this is why you had, you know, heavy periods. And I was just like clueless, like, oh, that's why, you know, that's why I felt what I felt. And, you know, and I just kind of figured, ah, it's a women's thing, you know, but it's not like it is and it isn't. And like you said, it isn't because it could be men, women, it could just be anyone, children who are feeling very uncomfortable. Yes. Yep. Yep. And so we can work with all of that stuff. Endometriosis is actually a huge part, um, with physical therapy. So because of the scar tissue that's formed and the restrictions and the pain, Mm -hmm. we can work through those things with myofascial techniques and Mm -hmm. teaching you and educating you on different positions for pooping and peeing Mm -hmm. and sex and all like from a musculoskeletal neuromuscular standpoint of like, okay, how do we best work with your body so that it's at ease and doesn't have that pain as right up our alley. Wow. That is so interesting. Now, what is myofascial? Yes. What you just said. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? So myofascial techniques. Yes. Um, so I've been done some training with um, Ramona Horton, and she is one of the PT gurus in both pelvic floor and just the PT world in general. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and so she does a lot of myofascial techniques. And so you take her courses and learn her techniques and practice that and on each other. That's how we actually learn is we do labs on each other. So, oh, so you get to be the patient too and, yes. the, and the practitioner. Oh, and so... Um, all of the techniques through that that we do are, are direct and indirect in the sense of like direct stretching ish mm-hmm. and indirect, not stretching ish. So if you have pain, we go the indirect route and load the tissue with some slack to it so that your body responds and says, Oh, that's not painful. Mm-hmm. And then have you move under that, whether you're moving your ankle, your, your knee, your, your mm-hmm. pelvis, so that that tissue, that fascial system, mm-hmm. so I'll back up there with the fascial system. A lot of people don't know what that is. So yeah. mm-hmm. if you've ever eaten chicken mm-hmm. and you pull the chicken apart, yep. you kind of see that like spider webby material in between all the like yes. meat yes. that is fascia. And so fascia is literally all throughout your entire body and holds you together. You could literally get rid of all your muscles and bones and everything, and you would still be a person because your fascial system is so integrated and it's highly innervated. And so the innervation is all from the nerves and it says, okay, where are we at? What are we doing? What's the strain, the pull, the tug, the firing, like what's contracting, where's pain and those nerves sense pain. And so when there's pain somewhere, we don't want to trigger point that and like press on it and make more pain. We unload 
with that tissue, get your, get you to move, breathe with it. And then that tissue goes, it communicates to the brain. Your body just communicates with itself via the nervous system and Mm -hmm. says, Oh, that doesn't hurt. (sighs) I can relax that tissue. And then we get that mobility back in there. We get the blood flow back in there, the nutrition, everything's Mm -hmm. just functionally more optimally. Mm -hmm. And then pain starts to to literally like melt away under your hands. And so that's kind of the myofascial technique. It's very gentle, Mm -hmm. soft approach. That's Mm non-painful. And yeah, it's incredible. Like the feeling that you have after that's done of just like this lightness to you of like this eeriness of like, I'm free floating yeah. almost yes, in that area. Yes. I love that's that's a feeling that I think of like when I go to my corrective muscle therapist yes. or like when I've gone to the chiropractor and they do the whole adjustment mm-hmm. on my back and I'm like I feel like I'm light as a feather. <laughs> yep. Yep. So very similar feeling yes. to that. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So nutritionally, is there anything that you would say from a nutrition standpoint, and I know you're, you know, you're not a nutritionist, yeah. but that you, that you can say, uh, do this and this helps. Sure. I can be a little bit broader on that. Um, So obviously drinking water is good. Mm -hmm. Our bodies like water. Our bladders like water. Like even if you're like, I go to the bathroom all the time, so I don't drink water. It's actually worse for your bladder Mm -hmm. to be empty. It's an irritant. So (laughs) drink water. (laughs) Um, Obviously within, you know, I can't give medical advice to anyone listening Mm -hmm. to this, but in general, you can drink more water. That helps your fascial system as well be Mm -hmm. lubricated and moving. Um, and then whole foods, mm-hmm. eat more whole foods, less processed foods, just in general. I don't believe in, in quick fix diets or things mm-hmm. like that. Like if that's your thing, cool, great. Mm-hmm. Just if we can trend a little bit more towards whole foods, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say that probably nutrition wise. And then as far as like bladder irritation, mm-hmm. there's a ton of things out there that can irritate the bladder, mm-hmm. including caffeine, mm-hmm. chocolate, yeah. <laughs> tomato. <laughs> things like the list goes on but a lot of times people will have they'll notice especially me I'm very sensitive to any type of drug or 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 thing like that so when Mm -hmm. if I'm ever prescribed anything I'm like uh what's the lowest dose like Mm -hmm. give me the lowest dose because I know it's gonna affect me um and like if I have caffeine and I don't drink caffeine Mm -hmm. ever rarely every once in a while someone buys me something I'm like okay cool I'm not gonna let it go to waste but I literally am like in the bathroom every hour after that Mm -hmm. and like normally that's not the case but caffeine is is a bladder irritant and so knowing some of those things and just getting more in tune with your body of like what's irritating what's not irritating is sugar irritating to you is Mm -hmm dairy irritating to you and just again learn about your body learn about what your body likes and doesn't like and what you respond to and don't respond to I think that can go just a huge long way Mm -hmm. and not to do anything drastic with your diet like do slow slow changes that make a lifestyle change that you can stick with instead of doing something that's like okay January 1st yes (laughs) Yes. no sugar no soda (laughs) we don't need any more failure in our life we have tons of it as is and we already have a ton of negative self-talk so if we can do something one one little thing right a bunch of times then we're successful and then we want to do another thing and then we get successful at that and so we want to create more of a successful snowball versus like a crash diet (laughs) yeah I love that I love that and this is that's such a great place to really end I mean I that is that's perfect it's so true I think too many times we do we try to fix it all at once, you know, um, I used to be one that would be like, Oh, forget baby steps, just dive in and do it all, you know? And then like, I I look back on that now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was like the stupidest thing. Like, no, like baby steps were good. (laughs) 
yeah. you know, yeah. yes. and doing we can it. only handle so much at once. Yes, exactly. So tell us, where are you? Where's your office? Where are you located? So I am currently in Omaha, Nebraska, and I am located wherever you're located. So I am a mobile concierge service. So I go to people's houses, of course, upon invite. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I am a a one-woman show in my car. I got my table, my treatment staff, my sanitation staff. And then um, you can contact me. I have two online platforms, both Mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so Facebook, you can find me at Reborn Pelvic Health and Wellness. And then Instagram, it's at Dr. Betty DeLast DPT. And both of those are the platforms that I, you can contact me through there. And then um, we can set up appointments, things like that. So that's currently where you can find me is on the internet. And then I come to you in the Omaha, Nebraska area. Um, I currently licensed in Nebraska, Iowa, and still in Michigan, because that's where I was previously. Um, so I could technically do telehealth mm-hmm. to Michigan if you live there. Mm-hmm. But um, I would my first my first go-to is, okay, where do you live? And let's find you a pelvic floor therapist to mm-hmm. actually assess you. Some people aren't ready for that, you know? And so and maybe telehealth is a good option of like, okay, what can I do before I can actually go see someone? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's that's a good place to start too. Like I meet you where you're at. Like if you're not ready for a public exam, we don't do a public exam. Obviously I think that's best care, Mm -hmm. but we'll get to that point and I'll educate you on the why and, and all the things. So Yeah, that is wonderful. I love that. I am so, so, so happy that we have gotten a chance to talk about this topic because I think like men and women, not just women, but Everyone needs to be um, just more educated in this um, because we don't have to live uncomfortable. We don't have to live with pain. We don't have to live with embarrassment because of whatever is going on without our pelvic floor, right? Or or, um, just our internal organs and, you know, so um, I'm so glad that we could... Yeah, I, I know the Lord will use this. Even if you're hearing this, maybe five years from now, you have a friend that's like, oh, I'm having painful sex. And like, you're like, oh, I listened to this podcast one time and yeah. there's something out there. Like, I know the Lord will do great work with this and I know he will spread the, spread the news and you know, who knows who's, who, who you're going to help someday. Even if you just listen to this podcast, and you're like, eh, I don't have any of this stuff. Yeah. You never know. Amen. I agree. I agree. And that's why I do what I do, you know, because I just think that if we can come together, we can work together, we can really help people um, change their lives, you know, and, um, and rebuild and come back stronger than they were before. I mean, oh my gosh, the story of your 92 year old patient, like, you know, (laughs) who would have ever thought, you know, Um, so that's, and I'm sure she felt like she almost kind of like got her life back that she could really just do so much more yeah yes yeah that's awesome so thank you for what you do thank you for uh being on this podcast i am so i am so grateful and and just honored to have you with us yeah thank you so much as well for having me on here and i wish you the best of luck and thanks everyone for listening yeah thanks carrie oh you're welcome and i'll share all of your information in the show notes so everyone will be know how to reach you Perfect. Sounds great. Thanks so much. Have a great day, everyone. Oh, great. Thank you. You too. Thank you all so much for listening to the Rebuild You podcast. I hope that I have served you on the highest level. If I have, please be sure to give this podcast a review, share the episodes, and give them a great rating so that I can continue to serve you 
and others. For more about me and my services, like my coaching, the monthly coaching group, and my book, Recreate Your Love, feel free to visit my website, www.rebuilduniversity.com. And you can also email me at rebuildupodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. My heart is always to serve you with so much love and connection. Have an amazing week and be sure to come back next week for another awesome episode. Please understand that anything shared on my show, the Rebuild You podcast, is intended to give you tips, tools, and strategies to help you rebuild and transform your life. While I am a certified coach, be sure to seek professional medical advice when you feel necessary.